Welcome to Have Some Style. My name is Moshe Lundstrom-Halbert. I'm a fashion journalist and style expert, and I believe that what you wear is self-care. This brand new show discusses all matters of personal style and helps you find yours. So forget trends, lose the logos, burn the chinos, and break the damn rules. Let's experiment and evolve. It's time to wear the clothes and not the other way around. I want to inspire you to explore what makes you feel like your truest self, because authenticity never goes out of style. If you're looking for a show that tells you to buy something to be relevant or that what you currently own and love is trash, there's a new trend that you must hop on every week, this is certainly not that. I believe that we are drawn to people who have a natural and innate ability to listen to their instincts, follow their gut, stay curious, and dress accordingly. After all, we're inundated with media and messaging these days that it's causing what I view as a homogenization in the way many of us dress. So together, let's take a step back and get very intentional with what we wear, how we present, how we show up in the world, and the energy we send out via our fashion. So if that interests you, please go ahead and follow and subscribe to the show. We'll continue on this journey together. Are you stuck in a cycle of comparison? Have you been brainwashed to feel like you really need to make some changes to your personal appearance? Are you addicted to social media and is it morphing your sense of reality and sense of self? People of the world, we've lost the plot. So let's come together and stop this insanity of trying to all look the same. You know what I'm talking about. It's Instagram face. It's street style, which no longer has any meaning. It's copycat culture. So many of us are conforming our style and contouring our features to fit a societal norm. It's really a form of psychosis meets brainwashing. And I wanna talk today about how we can all encourage each other to snap out of it because even the most unsusceptible people can fall prey to this kind of mixed messaging that makes you feel like you just don't know who you are anymore. Can you relate to that? I know I can. So are you ready to take a step back with me and really examine how we can stop this brainwashing? Are you ready to return to a place of yes and amplifying what makes you unique and really feel like yourself? Let's go. Very sorry in advance if you can hear Ragnar snoring in the background. My English bulldog that's having a little nap in the uh, nook of my back. It's like having a little nice little bolster back there. I recently have gotten in the habit of during the midday, after I've done my work on social media that I need to do for my brand Thermacota, I delete the app from my phone. Right now, I need to do that for my mental health. I'm spending way too much time ingesting other people's content on Instagram as opposed to creating my own, living my life, and not, it just, it was, it's overload for our brains to take in this many images all the time. And it really, when it comes to our image and how we want to put ourselves forth, it can become very cloudy and confusing. You can really lose what the vision of you is and should be when you're taking in what everyone else is doing all of the time. I mean, we've all been in instances too where you'll be at something, your own thing, your own life moment, and just mindlessly taking in what everyone else is doing, where everyone else is. You're not living in the moment. You're absorbing what everyone else's moments are. 
And the same thing can really happen with your style. Instead of owning what you're wearing, instead of putting together looks that really reflect who you are, instead of acquiring things with the kind of instinct and intention that comes from knowing who you are, you're quickly trying to just click to buy and get the thing that is being promoted to you that you've seen on this celebrity, this influencer, this person in your community, this promoted ad, and you you see it again and again and you think, oh, this must be a sign, I must get this. No, that's just marketing. That really is just very savvy marketing. And it works, it works on me all the time. I'll give you a perfect example. The other day I saw the new campaign for Skims with Megan Fox and Kourtney Kardashian. I lost half an hour of my life that I will never get back looking through the images of them in this campaign, reading the story. I mean, these images, they're beautiful. They're heavily retouched, but they're beautiful. And then realizing I don't feel sexy like that. I don't know if I'll ever look sexy like that. I should definitely buy some skims to move myself closer to that kind of effortless, but comfortable, sexiness ideal that skims puts forward i'm not even checking to see what i need i'm not even sure that that exact bra style suits me or that i'll ever wear that underwear and pose like that but i'm gonna buy these right now so that i can trigger something in myself or feel like i'm checking a box or feel like i'm they got me they got me bravo skims genius marketing i hope to employ that kind of marketing strategy with my own brand where i just make people feel like yes this is going to make my life better this is going to fill a void but whenever you're getting something seeing something or responding to something and thinking i need that for me i need to fix something about myself and this thing will do it i've learned it never does it never does and why is that? Because when we are coming from a place of feeling like we are lacking or without, you're not like filling your own cup with like the good stuff, what you really need to quench your thirst. You're just taking what like whatever you can get, what's ever being served, if that makes sense. It's really important to get a little bit more savvy and to have certain cues to snap yourself out of these cycles when we can be feeling a little bit down on ourselves, a little bit insecure, a little bit lonely, a little bit isolated, and we resort to just responding to somebody else's image and feeling like we need the things that they are having, wearing, doing in order to feel more whole. It's interesting to really note when you're experiencing that in the work that you might need to do on yourself in order to break that cycle. Ready to dive into today's topic of how to be unique, how to not look like everyone else? Here are the three things you must consider when it comes to being uniquely yourself. Stay with us to the end of this video where I'll be highlighting and recapping the key points of how to stay unique and I'll be giving us all some style homework. Because just remember, we're in this together. This is a process of continuous improvement and growth and self-awareness and all of the things that make you more yourself and more authentic and have better, richer, pure, cooler, truer personal style. So my number one thing it's important to remember is we're in a cycle right now where features, physical features are trendy, come in and out of fashion feature fads, I'll call this. And it's very important to make sure that you are not trying to adapt yourself to every feature fad. It's a very unhealthy relationship to develop with your outer shell, your outer being, and what 
mother nature gave you. And I want to tell you a little bit more about that and why I know this to be true. I believe it's really important to sit with your perceived flaws, especially if you are young. There might be things about yourself that you currently don't like. Breasts are a great example. There's a lot of women who will get a breast reduction early on or get implants early in life. They might not want that in a few years. I really think you want to wait till later in life, as late as possible before you're going under the knife, making any changes because you are still changing. Your, your mind is still changing. What you want is still changing. Making these changes too early in life can really be to your detriment. I have friends who have gotten surgeries done bigger or smaller on their breasts early. And it's been something that they've had to contend with feeling like it's inconsistent with who they became later on in life because they did it before they really knew that. That's just one example. Examples of perceived flaws that you might be really eager to change are like, what if you've got really full eyebrows? Okay, when I was growing up, the kids with the fullest eyebrows were getting a lot of waxing, a lot of plucking. They were trying to make their eyebrows like smaller and more non-existent, like how mine naturally are, okay? But if you do that, sometimes your eyebrows don't grow back and then you're stuck without fuller eyebrows and fuller eyebrows are actually cool right now. That is part of the trend. So am I meant to adapt my non-existent eyebrows to make them really full? Am I supposed to get them laminated? Am I supposed to get brow transplant? I don't know if that's a thing or <laughs> extensions. No, I'm meant to accept that my brows will come back as well too, my non-existent brows. And in the meantime, who the fuck cares? These are what are meant for my face. These are my features. If I just continually adapt to whatever is trending, I have to make my lips fuller, make my brows bigger, and then in a few years realize that it's cool to have a thinner brow and a less overly done lip, I'm just gonna be, like even talking about this, it's making my eyebrows itch. I'm just gonna be chasing some sort of beauty ideal that isn't necessarily even suited to me. And I'm gonna lose all perspective of what my natural features are and what looks best on me. Because I'll just keep changing and tweaking and evolving. But not in a good way, not in a natural way, in a forced way, in a way where I'm conforming to whatever the trend is. Could be a gap in your teeth. Another example, you feel like you need to close this up young in life. That's what I did. I used to have a gap in my teeth and my orthodontist closed it up. Well, you know what? That would have made me a lot more unique. I probably should have kept that gap. If I could have gone back to my younger self now, I would have listened to my parents that would have, that were saying to me, look, Lauren Hutton has a gap in her teeth. Madonna has a gap in her teeth. Keep your gap. Like, why did I feel like I had to just change that? No, I should have kept, keep your features as close to how they naturally are as possible. And I guarantee as life goes on, you'll actually be grateful because you'll grow into them. Same thing with full lips. I remember reading interviews with Angelina Jolie where she was talking about how she wear would wear this like MAC kind of grayish lipstick to tone down her lips and make them not so noticeable, make them not so prominent. Nobody does that now. She doesn't even do that. Her full lips are her most distinguishing feature and it's something that so many other people try to emulate unnaturally and it just goes to show you that like the pendulum keeps morphing if she was to take you know 
do something to her lips to get, I don't know, some sort of lip reduction. If she had done that when everyone was making fun of her lips, how would she feel now? Do you see what I mean? Like morphing with the times your actual features is never gonna work in your favor, ever. My second point is to stay focused, but open. You can experiment with new fads, try new things. That can actually help you grow your personal style, but you also wanna recognize when something is a fad. It's important to surround yourself with inspiration that is beyond just pop culture and basic pop culture, like the Kardashians, for instance, like super famous people. You need to look beyond that. You need to look at musicians that are outside of the mainstream, arts that are outside of the mainstream, film that is outside the mainstream, exploring these references, places that are outside the mainstream, getting off the beaten path, going to a neighborhood, even in your city or town that you don't usually go to and look, observe how the people put themselves together there. If you are just absorbing the same kind of references, you will develop a kind of tunnel vision. Those references will seep into you and you will start to see that as the beauty ideal when it's not. Because people don't read fashion magazines the way they used to, they're not often taking in a lot of the runway references that we also used to, that used to run in these fashion week reports and magazines. And I think if you're just looking at what celebrities are wearing, you're going to get a very idealized and fake beauty standard. I think it's really important to also look at the runway. And the reason that is, is because some of the most talented, subversive, interesting, creative creatives in the world work in the fashion industry and work on these runway shows to put forth a vision of newness, of modernity, of experimentalism, of artistry. Take those references in. Go look at the recent Scaparelli couture show instead of watching another Real Housewives. Go explore what everyone was wearing at Copenhagen Fashion Week instead of going on Just Jared. Go submerse yourself and make sure you've seen every Wes Anderson film instead of some superhero movie, the latest superhero movie. Like dive into these subcultures in these worlds where there's all these different types of references that you're not seeing every day and that you're not immediately seeing whenever you open your Instagram account. My third and final point is learn to quickly spot, identify, and avoid fads. For example, if it's an in an ad, it's usually a fad. If you're seeing something on a billboard, in an ad campaign, splashed everywhere, the image keeps repeating over and over again with the different content that you consume out in the world or on your phone, it's likely a fad. That's not the bag you want. That's not the print you need. That's not the look you should be going for. It is a fad. It's going to go away very quickly. Don't fall for it. If it's all over your Instagram, if you keep seeing something again and again, you're like, oh my God, everyone has this exact same cardigan that's open here, here, and here. I need to get it. The asymmetrical Jacquemus cardigan. No, you don't. No, you don't. When you're seeing something 
over and over again, that means it's already kind of jumped the shark. It already is the fad. What you want to be doing is getting something before you see it everywhere. You'll have more longevity with it and you'll be able to personalize it more and you won't be conforming to what everyone else is doing. You'll be really more making it your own. Go to the mall. What is something that you can see in every single store there? What is something that, you're rep that repeatedly is appearing over and over again? Don't get that thing. That thing is a fad. That thing has been workshopped. I've, trust me, I've worked for retailers before. They will create large documents and trend reports of exactly the things that they need that have trickled down from the runways and from other brands, etc. And they're all just following and trying to keep up. You should not be following and trying to keep up either. By the time you see, you're seeing it everywhere in the mall, especially at mass and fast fashion brands, that trend is on its way out. It is dying. You, that is not when you want to be hopping on it. That is when you want to be leaving it way behind. Right, Rags? So to summarize what we talked about, I want you to write down and remember these three key points. Beauty standards change. You don't have to. Do not morph your features to follow a fad. Seek outside inspiration from artists and subcultures that aren't part of the mainstream. Explore other areas of interest and inspiration so that you are not just absorbing all the same pop culture references as everyone else and then therefore ingesting that and spitting out a look that is like everyone else. No, you're better than that. You want to be different. You want to be unique. Even if it's in your own subtle little way, don't follow the fray. And my third and final point is learn to spot and avoid fads. Timing is everything. When you're seeing something everywhere, that is not the best time to be trying it for yourself. And that is actually the time to be patting yourself on the back and being like, oh, okay, good. This is a trend. This is everywhere. I haven't succumbed to this. I'm not going to succumb to this. I'm going to stay the course and be authentic to me because that doesn't actually suit me. And I don't want to look like everyone else because I'm better than that. I'm unique. I don't give in to brainwashing and feel the need to conform or like I need to belong to some kind of trendy fad that is going to be gone next week anyway. Thank you so much for tuning in to Have Some Style. This is a podcast that I've really wanted to get off the ground for a while now to really bring my experience as a fashion journalist and style expert to the forefront and engage in conversations that I think could be very, very helpful. I have a lot of amazing content and guests to come. So if you liked what you were hearing, I would be ever so grateful if you might be so kind to give me a five-star rating and review this podcast so that more people could be aware of the conversations that we're trying to have around personal style and how important that is and how we can all really help each other. And if you'd like to keep this conversation with me going, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Moshe Lundstrom and on TikTok at Friend in Fashion, which are both linked below in the episode notes. You can also find more tips, tricks, and fashion mantras on my social media, as well as my website, www.moshalundstrom.com, where you'll be kept up to date on future videos, plus segments that I do on TV and radio, on CityLine, on CBC, on NPR. As a fashion journalist and style expert, I also write for Vogue.com, Scandinavian Vogue, and 
a number of other publications. I'll be, I'll share my work there. And lastly, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I actually have a family business called Thermacota, where we make beautiful, sustainable shearling coats and home decor inspired by our Scandinavian roots and love of the seasons. And it really is an extension of my personal style as well. So if you'd like to check that out, that's also linked below. But until next time, whatever you do, don't forget to have some style. Thank you so much.